0: When it comes to saving for the future, one of the advantages that a young person has over their parents is time. But time and money have a love hate relationship. As time passes, inflation tends to rise, making items more expensive over the years. In more technical terms, this means that your purchasing power reduces. So that five Rand that used to buy you a chocolate bar when you were six will not buy you the same chocolate bar when you were ten. However, you can put your money to work so that it grows with you. And when it comes to saving for the future, the younger you start, the better able you are to reap the benefits. On this special edition podcast of Investec Focus Radio, we're going to talk healthy money habits for kids with Renee Robler, Head of Cash Investments at Investec. Renee, who is a mother herself, will be running us through the key principles of money management, to help our kids develop healthy habits early. I encourage you to listen to this as a family as it's aimed at younger listeners, or you can use the points to guide your own conversations with your kids, it's up to you. I'm Caroline Edie van Veek, brand editor at Investec. Thanks for joining me, Renee. Thanks, Caroline. It is so lovely to be here and chat about something that
1: is very dear to my own heart. Having three kids, ages 11, 15,
0: and 16, I've had lots of practice talking about money. So, Renee, what are the key principles we need to remember about money?
1: You know, one of the first things that you think about when you think about money is why do I like money? If you ask your kids, do you like money? I bet you they're going to say they love it. And when I ask my kids, why do they like money? It's the same answer as adults, which is everything you can do with that money. Um, And suddenly they start talking about the Jordan shoes and if you're my kid, the Ferrari or the whatever, you know, ambition way above their pocket money. But that brings me to the first principle, which is really about spending. And that's probably a very good place to start talking to your children about money because it's something they understand. Um, If you think about it, even the youngest kids uh, understand how much a chocolate will cost me when I go to the tuck shop. Um, or they get to learn that very quickly if you give them 20 rand and the sandwich costs 25 and they don't get the sandwich. Um, So I think spending is quite an important thing to talk to your children about and just for them to start understanding what the value of money is. Mm -hmm. So what can you actually do with money? And often it's not just about um, you know the instant gratification because that's another important principle, but helping them to understand delayed gratification when it comes to money. So you can either have that Instant gratification of you know the the twenty rand Kit Kat at the tuck shop, or you can save that twenty rand for maybe something a little bit bigger that you want to buy in six months' time. Maybe you're saving for a new pair of shoes, etc. So I think just firstly understanding what what money can get you and what the the upside of money is, and then also understanding that you know you either paying yourself now by giving yourself that instant gratification or delaying the gratification. And for people to, and kids especially, to understand that, you know, even if I don't get the satisfaction now, I'm paying myself first. I'm going to get that delayed
0: satisfaction of saving later down the line. Yeah, and those shoes will be much more valuable to you than a, a quick Kit Kat. And then the other piece around
1: that is the time value of money. I think the time value of money is an interesting one. So let's talk about that Kit Kat. When I was at school giving away my age, a Kit Kat cost 85 cents. It is now, okay, $12.99 a check I'm sure it's going to be 20 Rand at the tuck shop. And, you know, I think that teaches kids something about what do I do with my money, okay? Because you can either spend it and, and get the instant gratification now. But if I hang on to it and I stick it under my pillow or just in my piggy bank, um, it's going to get worth less and less over time. Maybe not in six months' time, but in a year's time, that Kit Kat's not going to be twelve ninety nine. It's going to be 16 And so for every time that you take the cash that you have and you just sit on it and you do nothing with it, you're actually losing money. That and money is
0: not working for you.
1: It's not working for you. And actually, you are going backwards in terms of of money, and the concept of inflation sometimes depending on the age of the kids, you know for them to understand that uh, things get more expensive over time. So what can you do about it? Um, that brings me to one of uh, the smarter people in the world, which was Einstein, and Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, those who understand it get the benefit of it and those who don't pay it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that brings me to interest, which is just the, the basic concept that I think teaching children that for them, the reward for saving is interest. So if you are able to open an account, which I think most parents are able to open an account for their children, a savings account for them to see the interest that they earn um, on these savings, I think is, is an important thing because it's easy for kids to understand something that they can touch They can hold. And that's Mm. why they like the cash in the piggy bank. Mm. But for them to actually have access to, like in the case of Investec, the Investec Youth app, where they can see the savings uh, and the interest that they're earning. As an example, if a child had a hundred rand pocket money that they put away at the end of the month, and they left that in the bank at a 7% interest rate, at the end of the year, they would have 107 Rand in their uh, bank account. doesn't seem like a lot. But if you add the magic of time, you then start seeing the benefits of compound interest. So if you then have 107 Rand at the end of the year, and you earn another 7% on top of that, the interest that you earn in the second year will be higher than the interest in the first year. And so you start compounding interest on interest. And that's where the magic of compound interest really starts to happen.
0: And I wanted to ask a tricky question from one mother to another. Do you think that it's important that in order to encourage your children's appreciation of saving and not instant gratification, that when they want something that is quite expensive, I'm tempted to buy that for them because I think to myself, it's going to take you so long to save the the pocket money that you earn to afford this that i I almost cave, and so they they end up not understanding the value of saving for a big a big purchase It is
1: a difficult one, and I can only share with you my own experience because I also tend to cave in a little bit, um, but I've come to a compromise. So my son wanted a scooter and he'd been saving up for a very long time for the scooter. And it wasn't just pocket money. It was little jobs he'd do around the house. It would be birthday money. It would be all kinds of money that he would put away. And he'd actually, you know, gathered quite a decent sum, but it was never going to cover the scooter. So I made a deal with him and I said, I'll pay half and you pay half. Um, and I get to ride your scooter <laughs> so so hmm. I think you know in that instance, he still understood the value of it and understanding how much he had to save just to get to that half that was going to buy him that something. So I think there are ways and means that you can still, um, you know, get your children to understand the value of, of something while still contributing to it. Um, it's nice Yeah, you know, and I think just talking to your kids about the value of it without sounding preachy, which I think is, is one of the big tricks, you know, uh, mom's just going on about it again. Uh, yeah. But I think yeah, that's one of the compromises that you can
0: reach. Have you been on said scooter yet?
1: <laughs> I have. I have. It's not as easy as it sounds, but uh, <laughs> haven't fallen off yet.
0: Okay. So we talk about compound interest, and then there's, there's something that we wanted to talk about. It's something about the rule of 72. Yes.
1: So, again, just referencing my kids, but my, my youngest loves math. So, any math equation gets him to uh, pay attention. To something that I'm trying to teach him. So the rule of 72 is a little bit of magic. And what it really means is that if you want to know how long it's going to take you to double your investment or your savings, really what you have to do is take the number 72 and divide it by the interest rate, the annual interest rate that you're getting on that investment. And that will tell you how long it takes for you to double your money. So as an example, if you had an investment and you got 7% on that investment, you would divide 72 by seven and it tells you that it's going to take you approximately just over 10 years for you to double that investment. And that helps children also just to understand, again, that time value of money. And that's assuming you're not dipping into your investments. You know, you're leaving that money for that time period at the compound interest rate.
0: Okay. That's interesting. I wonder who came up with that, the magic 72. (laughs) Okay. So next question, how do we make sure we can save as much as possible every month?
1: So I think this is a bit of a, I would almost call it a higher grade concept and probably more appropriate to the the older kids, but it's it talks to budgeting. Now, this is a skill that I almost wish they would teach kids at school and maybe in some of the school curriculum that exists. But if you think about it, one of the best skills that you as an adult can have is actually to know how to budget for your life. Um, and I think if you're asking about you know, how do you save as much as possible? One of the things that you need to do when you get your money is pay yourself first. Mm. So people are tempted to save what's left over in the account. Right. Now, if you do that, then in most cases, you're going to have very little left over because the things you need are going to cost you and the things you want, you're probably going to take um, and forget about instant gratification. And there's very little left then to save. So one of the easiest ways to actually do that is Um, as an adult and also as a child from a discipline point of view is to give yourself a number, whether it's a percentage or whether it's an actual physical number that you are going to save every month regardless. And the way to look at it is not a grudge saving. You're actually saying, I'm paying myself. This is for my future. This is for that goal that I'm saving for. And I think that's also one of the tips that really helps people is to- Solidify what
0: you're saving for.
1: Yes. Instead of just thinking- Oh, I've got to save. I've got I know this save. is what
0: I've been told to do.
1: Yes. Uh, typically, that's when children don't do it. <laughs> but if they've got a goal in mind, whether it's you know, a trip to Gold Reef City, whether it's that pair of shoes that you've been eyeing, or whatever it might be, the scooter, um, to remember I'm putting this 200 Rand away because I'm saving it towards my scooter or I'm saving it towards something that I want.
0: We're going to continue this conversation in just a moment, but before we do, I just want to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast on savings, we have another one on Investic Focus Radio that's getting a lot of traction. It's titled, When to Save and When to Invest. Simply search for Investic Focus Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, subscribe to the channel, and you'll be served all the latest episodes. So Renee, back to you. We've spoken a lot about savings and the value of a savings account and not just putting your money underneath your pillow. What about access to money? How do children who don't have salaries make money?
1: That's a very good question and I often think, you know, kids must be they're very dependent and feel very dependent on their parents in particular for any access to anything that they want. I think giving your children a little bit of independence when it comes to money is not a bad idea. So, it also depends on a few things. The first thing is the age of your child. You know, when the kids are very very young, giving them pocket money is probably not the wisest thing. They won't know how to manage that, but Potentially giving them every now and then something to go and buy something at the tuck shop. Give them a 15 rand budget. Quickly, they will figure out how much things cost. So I think that's, you know, for the younger kids. But as they get older... Uh, I do think that pocket money is probably not the worst idea in the world because it helps children to feel independent, have a little bit of responsibility. And I think it also depends, obviously, on the parents' view of money in the house, how much you can afford, you know, what is um, appropriate for your culture and how you view money. But when it comes to the, the children, I think at an age of, let's say... Between eight and 12, you know, it really gives them a little bit of responsibility over their money and they start thinking about what they can spend it on. When you give your children pocket money, it's important to tell them what they're responsible for and what you will buy for them. So, as an example, school uniforms, school books, whatever, you know, you'll buy that for them. But if they want, this is money that they can spend on sweets, uh, maybe money that they can spend on extra clothes, um, those kind of things. Um, as the kids get older, The two teenagers now have to buy in my house their own toiletries. And I did laugh at my daughter because the one day she came home from clicks and she said, I never knew how much shampoo costs. I could get the conditioner. I only had money for the shampoo.
0: Go turn one. Exactly. That's when the three for two special at
1: Clicks really comes (laughs) into play, right? But it really does teach your kids how to start budgeting for these things and start understanding the value of money. So... Pocket money, back to your your question, is one of the ways that kids can access money. Um, it also helps that they don't have to come and ask every single time. Mom, going to the movies with my friends. You know, it feels, feels a little bit like you're asking all the time and giving them that freedom and independence. And should that pocket money be attached
0: to chores or should it just be a, an understood you get a certain amount at the beginning of each month?
1: So there are some families that I know, um, and it's a negotiation obviously in the family, that's attach a price to a chore, 50 rand for washing the car, something like that, which I think is is really good because it gives you a sense, again, of what the value of services looks like. But pocket money is obviously one way that a child has access to money. The second way is kids these days are ingenious when it comes to making money. Um, And I think I love talking to my kids about ideas on how to make money. I mean, I'm, I'm shying away from the YouTube, you know, um, unboxing and whatever. I mean, I'm not talking about the kids who make millions being YouTube stars, um, but the average child coming up with an idea. I'll give you another example of the 11-year-old came home the other day and said, Mom, you know Mr. Beast? So I don't know Mr. Beast, but you're, I know Mr. Beast now. He's come out with new chocolate bars. Everybody wants their hands on these chocolate bars, but you can't get them in South Africa, Or but they've now figured out where you can get them. So I said to him, okay, well, what are you going to do with these things? He says, no, they cost 50 rand, but I'm going to sell them for 80 rand. Because the demand is high right now. It's so high at school. And I said to him, okay, but now have you got the cash to go buy them? "Mm, No. So I said, okay, do you want a loan or do you want an investment in your business? So then he was like, what's the difference? And we had to have that whole conversation. Um, And I think, again, just opening up the conversation, encouraging your kids when they have an idea, even if, you know, everybody's going to be buying these Mr. Beast bars around the corner in the next five minutes. I to him about there's an opportunity gap now. You better move fast because otherwise yes. you're going to be selling these bars at 40 rand. I'm
0: interested in Renee, What what was the distinctions that you gave him in terms of if I was an investor – this is the implications and if I was giving you a loan, these are the implications.
1: So it turns out that this um, this little expense uh, or investment or loan was going to be about 1,500 rand for all these bars. So I said to him, if you want a loan, it means I'll give you the 1,500 now but you need to pay it back to me within the next three months and I want 1,600 Rand back. So you've got to work out how much you've got to sell these bars and how quickly you can sell them. But those are my terms. That's a loan. If you want me to invest in your business, then I'll give you the 1,500 Rand. You can keep it and keep rolling it and keep buying your bars, but I want 10% of your profit. <laughs> so that was trying to explain to him the difference between a loan um, and an investment. And which
0: way did he swing?
1: No, he liked the investment because I don't think he was backing himself to sell those bars within three months. And it turns out we do like to eat the profits.
0: So. Okay. Renee, before we wrap up, um, you've given us the key principles of money management and what to teach your children when it comes to money. Maybe we could bolster those with your top takeouts that you'd want our young listeners to walk away with.
1: So the first thing is don't be scared of money. Uh, don't be scared of asking your parents about money, talking about money. It's very healthy. And yeah, it's money is no
0: longer a taboo subject. Not it at all. It certainly was when I was a child.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, feel free to discuss it with them. But the other thing is take responsibility for your money. So if I ask the kids listening to this now, do you have a savings account? I'm not sure if they would know. So ask your parents, have they opened a savings account for you? If they haven't, please ask them to do that. Um, and then the next question you want to ask is, how much am I earning on my account? Am I getting 5%, 6%, 7%, 8%? Because as you heard, that interest is your reward. And make sure you're getting the best reward possible. The other thing when while we're talking about this is, do you charge your mom interest when she starts dipping into that cash piggy bank, when she's forgotten that she needs cash to pay the gardener or
0: quickly pay oh, well, somebody? I have done that. I'm, I'm guilty.
1: Yes. Sorry, parents. But kids, you know, you have a right to charge your parents. So, so negotiate. The more desperate they are, the higher the interest rate becomes. Uh, but yes, I think understanding where your savings are, or how much you have saved what the interest rate is that you're earning is very important and it's never too young to ask those questions Um, and parents please give your kids access to seeing that the savings i think it really makes it real for them even the pocket money that we pay we pay into the kids accounts but we show them here's the money going into your account here's and what we typically do and i would advise this as well is um, you know there's obviously a transactional account that you use for your spending But there's typically a savings account attached to that. Make sure you're sweeping and moving your savings money out of your transactional account into your savings account because you will earn a higher interest rate there. So that's important. And then I think budgeting is important. Um, We spoke about it a little bit earlier, but there is a bit of a rule of thumb if you're not sure how to approach your budgets as an adult or as a child. And the rule of thumb really goes like this. It says use 50% of the money that you have coming in for the things that you need So classifying those things would be as an adult, you know, a place to stay, uh, transport. Um, As a kid, maybe that would be, you know, certain clothes that you do need. Maybe your parents are paying for that mostly. Um, And then 30% of it would be things that you want, now, people get confused, the things they need and the things they want. Often the things you think you need are actually the things you want. Um, but that's the 30%. And then 20% is the savings. And as we said, if you can afford more, that's fantastic. But try and put 20% of whatever you get away as savings and do that first before you can get your your hands on your money yourself to go spend it before it burns a hole in your pocket. And then there's another principle, a last principle You know, diversification is an investment principle that um, a lot of us understand. And that really is just the old adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket. (laughs) And often people don't see their savings money in the same light as their investments. But if you do have longer term money that you are putting away for longer term goals and maybe putting some of that money at risk because to get a higher return, you need to take a little bit more risk, um, it's a good idea to diversify those investments. So if you have investments for your children, possibly diversifying them into different funds, different products, uh, different providers is not the worst idea in the world. So when we talk about kids and how they can make money or earn money, you know, we often talk about what they would need to do that. If you think of an adult, you would need skills, opportunities. Often you need access to money because the way to make money often is to start with some money, right? The example of, me having to invest in my son's uh, Mr. Beast Bar business. But as children, I don't know if the kids who are listening to this podcast realize, but there's a very important ingredient that you need to make money. And one of those ingredients is something that you have more of than your parents. The ingredient of time. Exactly. (laughs) So it is very important for kids to realize, and for adults as well, the sooner you start saving and investing, the better. And that's where the power of compound interest really comes in. So in my view, making money work for you is very rewarding, even more so if you start when you're young. Giving your child the foundation for financial independence is invaluable and it will stand them in good stead as they grow.
0: That was René Krobler talking healthy money habits for kids. Thank you for all the tips and actual insights. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this special edition of Investec Focus Radio. If you haven't yet added us to your podcast feed, search for Investec Focus Radio wherever you get your podcasts, and please hit the subscribe button. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendations. Investec Bank Limited, an authorized financial services provider and registered credit provider.